and welcome to the Overflow Podcast. My name is Craig Booker. The title of this episode is You in 10. A lot of the material for this week's episode was inspired by Craig Rochelle's book, The Power to Change, Mastering the Habits that Matter Most. Note, I will talk a lot about mental health, but please note this is not a substitute for therapy or mental health care. I am not a counselor or physician. If you need help with mental health challenges, please find a qualified mental health professional. The title of this episode is You in 10. In this section of the book, Craig Rochelle starts off the book asking some questions. So he says, what if you had met Elon Musk in 1995 when he left Stanford University to start his first software company? What if you met Simone Biles? Uh, when she was 14 years old and competing in her first classic gymnastics event in her hometown of Houston, Texas. Would you have been able to spot something different in either of these examples of 10 plus years ago? Today, these individuals are very well known in their respective fields, but would you have been able to, ex- to, to spot something different in them 10 years ago when they weren't so well known? He asked the question, what if I told you I could predict what your life would be like in 10 years? What if I could tell you whether you'll be better off financially, closer to God, healthier, more together than ever, uh, happier, or in a, a circle of good friends? The life you are living right now is shaping the life you will live tomorrow. And that's from Craig O'Shell. How? Like, how is he, he going to figure this out? And he says, because your habits today are telegraphing your future. The life you are living right now is shaping the life you will live tomorrow. We all have the best intentions, but intentions don't determine direction. Actions do. We all have hopes, but hopes for a different future doesn't lead to a different future. Hope doesn't change your life. Habits do. So if you keep doing what you've been doing, you'll keep getting what you've been getting. The life you're living today is shaping the life you'll live tomorrow. Uh, The life you want can be the life you're living in 10 years, but you will not get there because of your intentions, your hopes, or a few lucky breaks. In this section of the book, Craig Rochelle talks about like how he used to, I think, how he used to view like famous people or people that were real well off and maybe that they just got there because, you know, they were lucky or the right place at the right time. Maybe they had some good connections either with family. Uh, And so he's really changed his perspective on how he views successful people and that they get there because of their habits. And so in this section, he's, he's talking about, he could predict like where these people could be or where certain people could be by looking at their habits and their routines. And so he goes into two, what he calls two essential components. He says, let's focus on two essential components you'll need to become the you that you want to be. And the first one that he speaks of is what we'll call small. And he says, the first component is small Remember, the small things no one sees can lead to the big results everyone wants. The issue with small things is that they're so easy just to do or not do. Uh, They never seem significant. Uh, Ignoring or skipping them always feels acceptable. 
but you sculpt your life with the small stuff. And then the second category that he talks about is consistent. The second component is consistent. Doing the small thing once is insignificant. Doing the right small things over and over has a magnitude you cannot measure. And there's a quote, he says, getting the life you want will be the result of countless seemingly small decisions done consistently over time. We have these two pieces, one being doing these small things and then the second part doing them consistently. Uh, it, this leads us to the story of Nehemiah. And Nehemiah was the cupbearer of Artaxerxes, the king of Persia. And the Babylonians invaded Jerusalem during Daniel's time. And that was some 70 years before Nehemiah. And the Babylonians destroyed the city and took most of the people. Some Jews remained in Jerusalem. And when Nehemiah heard how bad Jerusalem was, it, it says in Nehemiah 1.4 that he sat down and wept. It wrecked Nehemiah to hear the condition of Jerusalem. And so Nehemiah believed he could make a difference. So he took responsibility. Nehemiah 1.4 it says, for some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Uh, Nehemiah began with prayer, which is the right place to start. When you don't know what to do, go to the one who does. Uh, Nehemiah was strategic in, in getting permission from the king to leave and rebuild, uh, to leave and go rebuild the wall. And Nehemiah told the people of Jerusalem about his plan. Like when he arrived there, he, he told them about this plan. And he passionately convinced them, convinced the people they had to do something. So he told this story uh, of his plan, and he must have been a good speaker or at least pretty convincing and passionate about what he wanted to achieve because he went about convincing people to help rebuild this wall. And so it says, just as Nehemiah rebuilt the wall, we will change our lives one small habit at a time. Remember, Getting the life you want will be the result of countless seemingly small decisions done consistently over time. And that's Craig Rochelle. Uh, Nehemiah slowly built up momentum. Optimism began to grow as well. And much like Nehemiah faced resistance from Sanballat and Tobiah, we will face resistance. You might hear whispers when you're trying to do something to change your life. And some of these whispers might say, like, what are you doing? Will you really restore this part of your life? Do you think you can accomplish this in a day? That part of your life is dead. You think you can bring it back to life? So you may hear these whispers in your head of, you know, just doubt and resistance. You're likely to find yourself at the same place it usually happens like this. You begin by defining your win. You know, we've talked about habits and the person we want to be. And we did go into details about defining what our win would be. So you begin by defining your win. You make some progress and feel good about it. And you realize you still have a long way to go. There's a good chance after you make some headway, you'll discover the journey is longer and harder than you first imagined. At this point, you might think to yourself that you thought you would be further along by now. It will be tempting to quit here. 
you know, recently I, I got to this point in my own personal journey of trying to eat healthier and lose weight. I had a goal of losing uh, a certain amount of pounds and I was right at halfway. I was at 50%. I had made it 50% to my goal and I was excited because I had seen so much progress. So I've seen this personally just, you know, currently what I'm doing in the last week or so. And so I really related to this statement of making it halfway and how Nehemiah made it halfway about rebuilding the wall. All right. So, uh, you know, you might get to this point where you're halfway there and think that you would think you would be further along by now. And it's really tempting just to quit at this point at halfway. Like Nehemiah, when we get discouraged, it's a sign that we need to go to God in prayer. It's recognizing that we maybe don't have the power we need to complete and successfully uh, do these habits over and over again. We need strength from the Holy Spirit. So Nehemiah went to God in prayer. And Nehemiah knew a truth we need to understand is we cannot consistently do the right things over the long haul in our own power. We need power that we don't possess. We need God's power. And here's another huge truth for us to learn is we must value progress over perfection. You're going to trip. You're going to mess up. You're going to fail. Your journey won't be perfect, but keep moving in the right direction. Your goal is not to be do this perfectly. It's progress. So it, it says uh, in Nehemiah 6, verse 15, New Living Translation, it says, so on October 2nd, the wall was finished just 52 days after they had begun. For 140 years, the people lived in danger without a wall. And this change only took 52 days, less than two months. Craig Rochelle poses the question again, what strategic habit do you need to start? Maybe this is spending 10 minutes a day in prayer. Maybe it's limiting your time on Instagram to 30 minutes or less a day. Uh, walking a mile after dinner each night. Writing three things you're thankful for in a gratitude journal at the end of every day. Taking the first 10 minutes of each day to prioritize and plan your time. Maybe it's planning a weekly date with your spouse or kid. Uh, tithing to help you grow your trust in God. Uh, all of these habits are easy to do. The thing about strategic habits is that they're easy to do and easy not to do. Knowing the impact that your strategic habit might have on your life is essential to consistently doing your habit. We've got to realize the impact that these habits are going to have in the long term in order for us to keep going. It says, for years, psychologists told us that a habit could be formed in just 21 days. Recent studies have refuted that finding, reporting that on, for the average person, it takes 66 days to create a lasting habit. So again, asking the question, what habit do you need to strategically stop? You know, we've talked about starting habits, but we need, we also need to look at habits that we're, we wanna stop to become the person we're trying to become. So maybe these, this is using a credit card if you're trying to get out of debt. Maybe it's, you know, you need to stop raising your voice in anger. 
Uh, maybe you need to stop hanging out with friends who have a negative influence on you. Watching a certain TV show. Spending money on things like cable TV, Netflix, Starbucks, eating up for lunch. That keep you from paying off debt. Here's what we know. Each day, the effect will seem inconsequential. You may not see any difference at first, but change is happening. You are changing your life. Uh, we have an exercise this week, and the start, the first question is, what area of your life is not what it was or what it should be? So we're trying to identify a, a particular part of our life that we want to change. Begin with prayer. Ask God to help you develop a strategy. List a few bricks you can focus on in the next few days to take small and consistent steps. So the idea here is to reflect on your life, identify an area that you want to improve, go to God in prayer, and then identify small steps or bricks that you can take in the next few days that you can be consistent in. All right, we have we have a principle for this week, and it says we need a power we don't possess. We also need to value progress over perfection. Nehemiah 1 verses 5 and 6 says, Lord, the God of heaven, the great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and keep his commandments. Let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer your servant is praying before you day and night. That's all for this episode. If you would like to receive updates about future episodes of Overflow, head over to overflow.community slash subscribe. Remember, no one should face anxiety or depression alone. Join a growing community learning about brain health and following Jesus. For more information, head over to overflow.community slash connect.